Hi, everybody. It's me, Jumby. Aww. And I am joined by my co-host and mortal friend. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Ironically, at this point. We just, uh, what did we just do, Jumby? What did we just do? So we just finished watching an episode of the Junji Ito Collection. Season 1, episode 6. Two-parter, like always. The Window Next Door. And The Gentle Goodbye. And I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on both of these. Uh, they were both good episodes right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would say I like more because I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, they're doing a good job in this series of giving us two different ones that like pull you in two different directions emotionally. Mm -hmm. I I just like um, that I don't know what I'm expecting. Like I can't really pin down any pattern, which is great. Like every episode's a brand new thing. Yeah. And uh, for the first time in this episode, we're left feeling empty and sad. Yep. Yeah, it's just it, it's a big <laughs> downer. We're not we're not in our usual upbeat. Yay, let's talk about some cool horror thing. Because this was one of those sad times. At least one of the episodes was. Yeah. So let's talk so about we, that first. We talk about the sad one first. Yeah. Right. Let's just get out of the way. Maybe, maybe it'll start helping us go through these feelings that we have. <laughs> so, although it was said, very good episode. So we're going to talk about gentle goodbye. Yes, it and is the second said, part. Mm -hmm. It is the second part of the episode, but we're going to start first. I can't give you the time <laughs> to fast forward <laughs> this to when we start talking about the other one, but um. If that's how you watch this, I'm gonna guess seven fifty three or something like that. I I doubt it. Maybe seventeen fifty three. Hmm. Maybe. Alright. The gentle goodbye. Um we what even just looking at this first line here, this really went in a completely different direction than I thought it was gonna be. But What did the first line say? We are introduced to our protagonist Rico and she narrates to us that she has nightmares of her father dying constantly since she was a child we see her crying screaming for her dad sleeping next to him and he wakes her up um she's screaming for him papa papa and he has a little panda and starts like like look look I'm alive see I'm here I'm here but he says something very irresponsible, which is, look, I'm here and I'm never going to die. <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, so, um, we are introduced to her in the future. And despite all these nightmares that she constantly has of her father, she... Uh, Grows up to a beautiful young woman and marries a wealthy man named Makoto Tokura. And it, this is something that's against mm, the Tokura family's wishes. They don't, they don't want this, but it's going to happen. She has to say goodbye to her father. And because she's going to move in with the Tokuras, which is funny. And like they hate her. Well, not that they hate her, but they um They don't approve. They don't approve, but she's moving in with them. Something interesting that they mentioned was that this this guy, what's his name again? Sorry. Makoto. Makoto. He comes from a family with a lot of money. Yeah. And she makes it clear that that's like a thing going on. So we're led to believe that they don't like her because she comes from like peasant 
stuff. You know, she's not part of the high society. She's not rich. And that's why they don't like her. So we've all seen like this storyline before. The rich family which with a rich heir mm-hmm. who marries some commoner. Yeah. And Cinderella. <laughs> and uh she um she does her best to try to win them over. She is very grateful of the opportunity to be married to their son. But they kinda and they kinda, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's make. I don't know if they quite say it. Let's make the best of it, but they they deal with it. That's I guess <laughs> it's the best way to put it. So they pretty much say nothing. They're like, meh, <laughs> like she's nothing. Like they don't even acknowledge her when she speaks. The only person who talks to her is the what? little sister. Yeah, of the family, it's the little sister that talks to her. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, I bet I guess I should start calling you big sister now, huh? Aww. And it's like very cute and she's being nice. Yeah. And she instantly like grapples onto that happiness in the house because everyone else is ignoring her. And she's like, Yeah, you should. This is gonna be crazy. We're gonna be great. <laughs> so Rico actually has a family member she can connect to. And I guess she also has her husband, Rico. <laughs> well Or what's his name? Sorry, Makita. Makoto. Makoto. Yeah. These names are hard for me. So she starts getting introduced to the rest of the family. Um pretty much like his grandparents and his great grandparents. And then she's like, Oh, your great grandparents, that's interesting. <laughs> and they're they're faded. Well, they have a they have a white tone to them, like a like a uh, a clear white tone Inch. to them, mm-hmm. and they they kind of just look at her and smile, and she's like, okay. The grandfather smiles. The grandmother has this resting, angry face. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's necessarily like I don't approve of you, but it's. It could be that, given what we had at the dinner table earlier, that the grandmother doesn't approve. But the the grandfather is just smiling like an idiot. He's like, hey, what's up, everybody? So Makoto claims that he has many elderly relatives in the house when he's having a conversation with Rico. Um, and one of them, he even mentions his... Uh, well, he mentions his great-grandma and great-grandpa. But one day... Rico gets a side of another relative and this is like a a grandma like an older woman who just gives you the death stare constantly of course this freaks out Rico and and he's like and she confronts like she screams out oh there's a ghost and she screams that out to her to the the great grandma and great grandpa and Makoto was straight up like, oh, you met my uh, great-great-grandma. And then she's like, it's, what is this? Is she like, is, does this house haunted by your relatives? And he's like, nah, I wouldn't say that. Um, he's like, how how old is she then? <laughs> and she's like 125. Yeah. And she's just like, humans don't do that, all right? They can't <laughs> just be that old. Yeah. It's not a thing. And so he he explains like, look, they're not dead, they're not ghosts. There's something else there, but they're not human either. And he calls it after after images, like in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. Later on, Rico tells us that Makoto's grandfather dies. And, um, was, uh, Rico's father came to pay his respects and he left. And you can see the lingering eyes of Rico on her father. But Makoto kind of snaps her out of it and it's like, okay, 
uh you're gonna see like um like what happens our, our family's coming together she's like okay so they all gather into the room they all all um put their hands together as Makoto's father leads the family in a ritual telling them to concentrate on the thought of the grandfather like keep his image in your mind as you you know pray for him to come back everyone does and we start seeing a collection of white energy coming from everybody and almost immediately the grandfather returns even though he was cremated you see his he's wearing white and you see his body like everything like he never left and Rico was surprised mm -hmm. she was surprised to see that his face still showed disapproval (laughs) his face was like sad and the same way we've been seeing him just like not looking at Rico upset Um, I want to say that all the after images maybe are just these neutral faced people but that grandfather who smiled that great grandfather who smiled like is really throwing me off with the whole mechanics of this yeah the great great grandmother is throwing me off she just gives you that death stare (laughs) so Makoto tells Rico there's the whole spiel their family conjures up the after images um, illusions formed from the memories of those that just recently passed they it's um, it's a way to cope with their death really it's they conjure up these images and they slowly start uh, fading over time around 20 years and it's just their way of saying like goodbye and eventually after those 20 years they start fading and fading more and they just he even says his great grandma his great great grandmother is probably going soon and it makes sense because no one really like talks to her anymore so and he he can also he also sees his great grandparents also going so yeah so it's and he calls this the gentle goodbye you know like it's just a way for the family's grief to be soothed until they can finally hit acceptance and move on and once that happens the after images disappear and it usually takes around 20 years so he explains the mechanics of all that, just like Rip did so eloquently. <laughs> and at this point in the episode, I have different thoughts later, but at this point in the episode, I'm thinking, I'm wrapping my head around it, and I'm just like, okay. So they create these after images. They're not real facsimiles of the person they were. They're basically just, um, I don't even know what to call it. They're basically just like these holograms that you can project your feelings into and then they tell you what you want to hear because that's kind of what he made it seem like and it helps you move on and eventually they just disappear and it's no big deal like that's what it feels like you know the big deal is the whole magic aspect that their family can do this and no one else can but that's what i was thinking so far yeah like these things are holograms no feelings the feelings that they portray if any are just you projecting onto them. Yeah. And, you know, just like an image. No, they're not really moving around. You don't see the, the great-grandparents doing any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rico has an idea. She keeps having these dreams of her father dying. Maybe after he passes, they can they can conjure up that energy and bring his an after-image so she can deal with that pain. Makoto says that to do something like that, he would need the support of the whole family. So during dinner, he goes and asks his parents, but they are not about it. They refuse. Absolutely not. And Rico just opens the door and she begs for their forgiveness. She's like, I know it comes. I I realize how selfish this was. I thought, um, (laughs) 
I thought I could do this, but I'm sorry, you know. I please forgive me. And the family just kind of like the mom and dad just kind of look on face. Yeah. Turn away. They're not they're not happy <laughs> with this whole thing. So Rico feels the energy and she quickly runs to another room and just starts bawling her eyes out. The only other person in that family that has sympathy for Rico is the little sister Tomoka. And she start and she starts comforting. She's like, Hey, I know my family can come off mean, but I promise you they're very nice people. And Rico understands that. And she knows she messed up. She just she'll apologize to them um the next day. You know, again. And so Tomoka keeps calling her big sister and like Rico obviously just just embraces it. She's, she loves it. And they start talking about like, don't I always be here for you, big sister. Thank you. And she's like, thank you for calling me big sisters. Of course. I'm part of the family. Love you. She's like, I love you too. And then Rico goes to try to like touch her to make that connection. And her hand passes through. Tomoka is also an after image. And it just threw whatever spiel jumpy and i just said of what we thought <laughs> out of out of whack because she was more than just an after image she was walking and talking and interacting with everybody mm-hmm. did the hand pass through fully not fully it didn't go all the way through like it was t- like a touch and then mm-hmm. you saw the um, the fade like the see-through like you could see the the door through her face She's starting to fade. Yeah. And then Makoto, uh, Makoto's like, oh, so you figured out my sister is an afterimage. And I guess Rico is just like, what the fuck is going on? But he's like, yeah, she's an afterimage. She died when she was 10 years old. Um, but uh, we see an interaction between the mom and Tomoka. And it doesn't sound like she knows that she's dying, that she's dead. She's laying on her lap telling her that um, she wants to live in the house forever. She doesn't want she may grow up, but she doesn't want to get, she may never get married because she's going to live in the house and if that's okay. And the mom is just crying. She's like, you can live in this house as long as you want. And we see the tear come from her eyes, off her cheek through her daughter eight years go by and more and more of Makoto's relatives start disappearing Makoto's parents don't even pay any mind to Rico no matter how hard she tries uh She's taking part in all the rituals to create the after images and tries her hardest to show how much she loves her husband, but none of that phases the parents. They're probably never going to accept her. So she notices that her husband, Makoto, forgot his pants. So she runs to go catch up with him to meet him, to give it to him. But Makoto is seen with another woman. And the woman is very excited to see him. She, They walk away arm in arm. And, and Rico just drops the, the pants. Your boy Makoto's not a good guy after all. After all of that. So Rico confronts Makoto about this. She, he's like, she's like, are you having an affair? And he pretty much says, kinda. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> but Rico's like, like what, um, like what are we now? And he's like, like I intend to marry her, but not right now. And then she's like, 
oh, if you fucking think that I'm going to give you a divorce, you got another thing coming because I ain't giving you that shit. And then all I gave you was the best eight years of my life. (laughs) And she goes for the cell phone and she's like, does this girl know? Would she like to know that you have a wife at home and a family? And she tries to grab the phone to call the girl that he's cheating with. And he's like, no, what are you doing? Grabs the phone, backhands her, like backhands her into next week. It was it was horrible. Yeah, it was. So this guy is looking like a real piece of garbage right now. And then he stands there realizing what he did and tells her he's sorry. He didn't want her to know this way, but. But the... he likes to beat women. <laughs> maybe maybe happens. <laughs> maybe the uh the affair lady would know about should know about this the the mistress yeah she really should but why did makoto have the balls to do this well he explains to riko that she is actually an after image in a surprising twist. She died. Eight, yeah. <laughs> she died. About eight years ago. Yeah. Two several days before they got married. She got she was hit by a car. And he was so stricken with grief that he went on both of his knees and begged his family to um to uh create an after image of her. Mm-hmm. And they agreed for that, but his the parents weren't about it. So that explains why they were giving her the the cold shoulder. Nobody wanted to get to know her because she's just an afterimage and they don't have a pre-established relationship with her. So they don't really want to, you know, invest in someone who's just going to disappear and fade. Yes. That's why. Which is an interesting twist. The only one who was interested was an after image herself, so she didn't really know about this kind of stuff. Right. And so Makoto goes to work. Rico decides that it's time to leave. She goes outside. She gets she's being watched by Tomoka. She gets asked where she's going. All Rico does is apologize profusely. Also throwing in a couple I love you's. And she leaves. She's on her way back to see her father. She realizes maybe, just maybe, even in, even after death, she keeps having dreams about her a recurring nightmare of her father dying. But not once does she have that of her husband imagine him dealing with that for eight years so she starts putting the blame on herself for why the husband uh, Makoto's attention started fading and why uh, he picked somebody else started going on and moving on she returns home and she's greeted by her father and the last thought we hear of Rico is I wonder which one of us is going to leave first. And then it just ends, guys. Then it's over. That's all we get. Yeah. And it's not horrifying. (laughs) There's no scary imagery. It's just sad. And the credit scene is of Rico and Tomoka in a loving position and a very caring yeah just yeah the end that was fucking sad and the implications of everything is just so weird so like now that we've heard this whole story like she she obviously has feelings she has an i like a self-identity she feels like she's a person the only reason that Things have changed, just she's aware that she's an after image now, but presumably nothing else has changed in her life. So 
the thing that they're doing with these after images is actually really cruel because they're creating these family members, giving themselves time to grieve. Mm -hmm. Sure. But then the after image themselves has to watch their family members throughout the years, gradually ignore them and like, you know, be done with them and then fade away into nothingness. Like that's a bad way to go to watch your whole family stop caring about you. So here's my, my theory. The after images of the great grandfather, the grandfather and the great, great grandmother, all those people, they always felt like images. Mm. I think it's because they know they're dead. It's only Tomoka and Rico that have that. And that's why the family's against it. But the family, the parents, are, I'm not going to say hypocrite. They did that with they're their hypocrite. daughter. <laughs> they're hypocrite. And so that's probably where the brother got the idea to do that for his wife. Mm. Those two people don't know they're dead. And that's why they're able to interact. But they do have a a time limit. So that, Rico learned she's dead, though. So does she just freeze after that? No, I think it's I think she still has to go through the time. Mm. But now she gets to spend it with her father. Fuck, dude. <laughs> and the father, you mean? We were discussing this earlier, but the father has to know yeah. that she's dead because he had to have been informed that his daughter died, that she's had a funeral because they mentioned the episode that, you know, as proof of her death, like you can check the funeral plot. Her name is there. Yeah. So that must have been, you know, brought to her father's attention. So yeah. what a whirlwind like kind of thing that he had to go through. He had to go through his daughter's death. He had to see her after image again and learn about that whole process. Yeah. So I think it's no like no harm with when you got the grandparents. But then when you got people that still think they're alive, that's doing more harm. Yeah. In my opinion. More harm than good. People who don't know what happened. And I could see the thought process, right? Like somebody you love you really care about passes away and you're able to conjure up their image to help you through the grieving process. That's mm -hmm. that's cool. But then the consequences of somebody untimely, when you get that desperate, like, I want to see this person again right now, they're gone. Like, there's consequences to those actions. And we see two people pay the price for it. And you could tell Makoto... Yeah, he's still a fucking asshole. Fuck it. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> he brought her back. All right. Yeah. The least he could do is, you know, be a good husband for the years that she has. It's like, oh, she I, didn't ask for that. Yeah, dude. Like, you, you have 20 years to get, like, like keep those fucking vows. And, and then... you're a rich man. Like, you're in no <laughs> rush. All right. There's no, yeah. you know, money constraint. There's no biological clock. You're, you're fine. And so we we get the two, right? We get the the man who lost his wife tragically, and we get the family who lost their daughter too soon. Like, I That's I get it. Sad. Yeah, I like I don't I don't blame him. I get it. You know yeah. What I mean? But that one I don't. Yeah, I understand that completely. It's just really horrible for her. Yeah. In the long run, because. One day she's going to realize she's fading away. And she's part of that family, so she must understand what the images are. She might figure it out on her own. Yeah. Like, And to find out you're dead from watching your husband arm in arm with another woman. Super like, sad. Like, that, nothing that's a but sad. Day. <laughs> the thing that made me the most sad is, like, the implications of the grieving process. Like, oh, like, we create these after images, and then we have an extra 20 years... To get fed up with them yeah. and then not care that they're dead. So it's just like, oh, it's not that, you know, you die and your loved ones remember you fondly forever. It's that gradually they stop caring. Like that implication is very sad and that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. And, you know, that's horrible to think about and nobody wants to think about that. I just which think. Which is Mak why <laughs> I like the next episode better. I just think Makoto is an asshole and he just explained it the wrong way. But. Yeah. He is 
a young man. <laughs> yes, that's my segue. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Excuse me, young man. So this How are you feeling tonight? Young Sorry. man. So Gentle Goodbye is uh from well, it's also called Lingering Farewell, which is a powerful uh um, you know. But it's from the manga series of Mano Kakara, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if it translates to, but it's also called Shard of Evil or Fragments of Horror. So check that out. <laughs> but cool. we can say goodbye to the lingering. A gentle girl. goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And say hello to the window next door. Or hearty. Hello, young man. The window <laughs> next door. So we are introduced to my favorite character, Hiroshi Sakaguchi. Gucci? The most relatable, <laughs> logical character. Yes, I love this guy. <laughs> he Emily. knows he's a whore. <laughs> like, I feel like he's just breaking the fourth wall. But So Hiroshi, him and his mom just moved in to a new house and customary they want to get to know their neighbors so they go to the house on the left and the house on the right to with a gift and introduce themselves so they can get to know their neighbors that's very nice they're as they're going to the house on the left Mm -hmm. you know she's noses notices like hey this is fucking weird this house only has a door and one window. <laughs> and it's only peering into our house. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he knows he's in a horror movie. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Isn't that weird, mom? Like, isn't that strike you as odd? <laughs> and the mom's just like, oh, stop being so judgy. It's fine. It's not a big deal. She's like, you shouldn't judge other people's tastes. Like, And he's like, what do you mean? She straight up was like, what are you, an architect at this point right now? <laughs> He's like, damn, dude. I I am making friends, all right? (laughs) Stop with your shit. They knock on the door. They ring the doorbell. Nothing. Okay. They go to the neighbor on the right, and they introduce themselves. They give him um, some food, some treats. The neighbor um, talks to him a little bit, and, of course, they ask about the neighbor on the left. Um, like, oh, do they work all day? They're like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, we don't, we don't really know what's going on, um, with that house. But it's a, uh, that it's a, um, it's a middle-aged woman. Uh, we just never seen her. It's like okay, and that night they have this conversation with, um, Hiroshi's father, and he's just pounding back sake. Which, if I was Hiroshi, I would have taken that from him and start pounding too for what's about to happen. But mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just going back. Everybody's eating food, and he just has like the sake cup, and he's just going back and forth. <laughs> but um, they they figure like, oh, they're probably just busy all day. No need to bother them, you know. Cool. Mm-hmm. So Hiroshi's in bed. And we hear it. Young man. <laughs> young man, are you okay? How are you, young man? And Hiroshi wakes up. And he looks over and... he He's like, of course the window peers into my room, right? <laughs> and... What do we see? So he opens the door and not the door, sorry, the window. And it's his neighbor. As soon as he opens it, he hears her say, there you are. That's it. <laughs> like commentating on everything. And it's, it's horrifying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, they reveal her face and it is monstrous. <laughs> she has, I don't know how to describe the haircut. It's like a, 
like a female mushroom cut. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Like it's a weird mushroom cut kind of hair and it's red and it looks very stylistic. That's not the weird part about her. Trust me. Her <laughs> skin is like gray and tingy. She has these blotches all around her mouth mouth and she has very strong vampire teeth. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, her, I don't know what they're called, but she has like teeth. Not Miss Fuchi type teeth. She has regular teeth, mm-hmm. but with the fangs like longer than they need to be. She has boils all over her skin. She's wearing a purple dress with like pearl, with a pearl necklace and earrings, but her eyes are or yellow, yellow, like a cat. And she has like a bob haircut. I don't know what to call it. Like um, a bob haircut is better than my female <laughs> mushroom cut so we're doing we're getting better yeah um and she has two sets of lovely pearls yeah and she's very happy to see hiroshi she also has you know how like girls sometimes put on fake eyelashes yeah so one of those fake eyelashes is like on her cheek Oh my god. So this makes it seem like it's just some <laughs> random evil soul-sucking demon that's just tr- trying to dress up like an old lady. <laughs> the trick him. Like it's like the big bad wolf but it's a demon instead of a wolf. <laughs> hey. Come Young over man. here. I'm mad. Like that's exactly what it is actually now that I think about it. It's yeah. it's the big bad wolf but with a demon instead. <laughs> so and she has these bony creepy hands and she's like why don't you come visit me? I'll leave the door open. You could come in and we can have a little chat. I'll, I'll hopefully I see you tomorrow, young man. Good night. And her she closed. Has that worked? <laughs> it definitely didn't work on Hiroshi. He's like, he closes the fuck out of that window and he's like, what the fuck just happened? And he walks by, um, he walks by her house, peers into it, into like like just looks at the the uh what do you call it? Where you what you the peer people. into the people and just keeps walking. Like he doesn't he looks at it from a distance. He just glances at the house and leaves. And then we get back to the next night and we hear Young Man How are you tonight, young man? You didn't come over tonight. You didn't come over today. I didn't get to see you. Come to the window. Let me see your face again. It's so pretty. If like, you... <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't, <laughs> if so you don't scary. come, if you don't come, I'll just have to come over, young man. <laughs> <laughs> in your room. I'll be in. And I'll... then his. <laughs> He says in your room and his eyes shoot open. He's <laughs> yes, like, like, oh, oh fuck no. <laughs> He's like, he was trying to be a trooper and just like power through it and be like, I am getting some sleep tonight. You can squawk all you want, lady. I'm on the second floor. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to come. I'm coming there soon, young man. And he's just like, is this bitch out of his fucking mind? And he op- swings the, the window open and he just is greeted by a pole. And this woman is holding the pole from her window, almost connecting to his window. And then she's like, oh, good. You're awake, young man. I'm going to hold uh, hold on to the other side of the pole so I can shimmy across and I can go into your room. And she sets the pole on his side of the window. And he's like, are you out of your fucking mind? And he slaps the the pole out, and it falls on the floor. He should have waited for her to start shimmying. Yeah, that's what it. I was going to say. Just, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoops. Bye. <laughs> old lady. How are you feeling, old lady? You died down there. So he closes the, the window, runs to his parents' room, wakes them up, calling for help. Of course... He returns. They all go back to his room together. They open the door, the window. They don't see a pole. 
They don't see her window open, and they definitely don't see her. So there can only be one logical conclusion. What is that, Jumpman? Mm -hmm. The one logical conclusion that the dad comes up with (laughs) is, ah, you're just dreaming. (laughs) You're just making things up. You just had a bad dream. And the uh, your boy Hiroshi is just like, this is the second night, Dad. All right, that's not how dreams work. You know, it's just gonna have the same nightmare that seems hyper realistic twice in a row. And the dad's like, "Shut up, I'm drunk," yeah. and he leaves. <laughs> so they uh, it's one more night, and Hiroshi is sleeping. And he hears the familiar, familiar ring, familiar alarm clock, I should say. Young man, how are you tonight, young man? I I think I can reach your window if you won't let me see your face. I think I could reach it. Oh, my arms are too short. I'll be joining you soon. (laughs) I'll be joining you soon, young man. And, um... Oh, my arms aren't long enough. I can't reach, but I'm almost there. And I believe her. I believe she could freaking touch the window. But she's stretching like Mr. Fantastic. Or if you want to use a more obscure reference, she's stretching like Michael Jordan in Looney Tunes when he makes the last basket and he stretches his arm to unrealistic proportions. And (laughs) And he closes his eyes. And he just powers through. And then... Luckily... This woman gives up. She can't reach. Her arms aren't long enough. So He gets up, though. He gets up in like oh, a yeah. karate stance. Yeah, he, and he squares like, up. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. She's like, He's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to open the window. And he gets up out of bed and he puts his dukes up and he's... <laughs> He's just like, but he stayed there all night. He's like, <laughs> I am not afraid to beat you up right like now. He's stretching. He puts on his mouthpiece. He he, he wraps mm-hmm. up his hands. He's like, I'm ready, bitch. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we don't we don't see the result of this confrontation because we cut to the next morning, mm-hmm. and when we do, we see the side profile of the old lady's house and Hiroshi's house, and the old lady's house has this weird purple gunk growing out of it that has made the window protrude outward super close to Hiroshi's house. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's weird. It's just like yeah, this weird purple gunk that has extended the window. So it's almost within reaching distance yeah. of Hiroshi. She engineer her house to physically stretch closer to his so that night she could enter to his window i don't Um, know what that purple gunk is but she she oozed it out of her body (laughs) uh awesome i love this and it ends right there yeah so we don't know what happened but we don't know if he fought her we don't know if she got him like we don't know yeah the end so i loved it did you love it? I do. The only thing I wanted more out of that episode was for the dad to go outside and be like, eh, yeah. and then just continue <laughs> drinking sake. Yeah. Thought that house was farther away. Uh, so before we talk about the juxtaposition of these two episodes, right? A slap in the face. The, yeah. The manga extends this story. What? What happened? So... We so we get that night. She's trying to reach over the house with her hands to knock on it, but she can't. Um, she tells Hiroshi to wait. She'll find another way. But Hiroshi wants the woman to cross so he can push her from his window to her death. Um, ridding, <laughs> That's my boy. Ridding her forever. But she never arrives. In the morning, Hiroshi reveals that she never did knock but knows that she is still trying um uh, she's still trying to get there and um and he's trying to show proof to the police and his family the window next door magically stretches 
from the woman's house towards his own, just a few feet from his own. Hiroshi figures that by the end of the night, she'll be able, she'll be able to reach his window and he will no longer be safe. Hiroshi decides to accept his fate and waits for the woman and her window to reach his house and his window. Um, his family talks about moving to another house and they leave Hiroshi's fate unknown. Um, another thing so like, is the f- the second time. So when the pole incident that happened, yeah, um, Hiroshi and his parents switched rooms, and it was so long that they didn't do anything. That they uh that nothing happened. That they decided to switch back, and then when they switched them back that night, you hear, "Young man." <laughs> Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. So and it ends with it ends with the same type of unresolved does she get him or does she not get right. him? Yeah. But But the difference is that the dad is like, anyway, should we cut our losses and just move <laughs> to another house? <laughs> yeah. That's essential. I like that. Yeah. All right, it's perfect. The the manga is better in this case. Yeah. Cool. All right. So to go from that episode where we were laughing and like really free that that image scared the shit out of me. It was freaky. The the pole scared the shit out of me too. I was Is that so bad shit? Like yes. you're just gonna walk across what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> like what are you doing? It's the fact that she was gonna do it. Like she I found know. Oh my god, that's creeped the hell out of me. I was like, no. Like the other thing is that she doesn't the other thing is she doesn't blink. Oh yeah. Or move her mouth when she talks. Yes. <laughs> Super creepy. So to go from that to the gentle goodbye, I just oh my gosh. <laughs> the gentle goodbye is, is like a It's a beautiful. It I really is beautiful. It is pretty. It's a it's like a drama in its own. Like it feels like an anime movie that we just ended up watching. Like separate from Junji Ito. Like the, the phrase "hauntingly beautiful," it makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> it fits. This the um, the window one was just hauntingly. Yeah, <laughs> that was more in line with what I was expecting from the limited experience I've had with Junji Ito. Yeah, I wasn't expecting gentle goodbye. Even though it the, was so pretty. Even mm-hmm. though for the window, the manga gave us more. Um, I still like how they executed it in the anime. I, I, oh, I, wa- I wanted more and the fact that they took it away from us I was like damn why'd they do that but it was so good no yeah we were both just like upset when the <laughs> next episode started we were just like excuse me you're gonna you're just give me a few minutes of this one like, and then this one is uh, gentle goodbye was good it was more, it was longer I would say like the window was like six minutes this was like the rest of the episode yeah and it was to make sense packing all that lore, but yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it too. I'm I'm loving these episodes that doesn't don't involve Suichi in any way. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely a plus. If you're rating it one out of ten, it gets at least five points. If it doesn't have <laughs> Suichi, at least, mm-hmm. at minimum. Yeah, the. Um... Damn, and we're on episode six, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, like uh, yeah, see how the rest goes. Yeah, we'll see if we bump into Suichi again, but so far, who's enough? A lot of hits. A lot of hits. <laughs> I don't think I've been disappointed with anything other than Suichi. Me too. Yeah. He's the only thing I don't like about the show. Everything else is good. <laughs> yeah. So. It's hard to it's hard to really uh put scores on well make a top no. ten right now. Yeah, it's difficult because like I like so many of them for different reasons, and they're all different. It's 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 not like another any other series where all the episodes are the same feeling, the same vibe because they're the same story. Every story is different. Every story has a different feeling. It's a different mark. There's no way I can even really compare the window next door and the gentle goodbye, really, because yeah, 
they're so different yeah you can and um and i love that i love that about these series also like mm. i feel like these stories are really well thought out you mm-hmm. know like it it's really taken me to places mentally and emotionally not to, uh, yeah not to i know get vulnerable you, you know <laughs> but it does make you think yeah and it's it's nothing it's not like a filled with things i've seen before yeah it's very fresh and creative so i'm excited i'm excited for um tomoe or however you say it um tomoe. the ova ah. at the end and then the the new series i learned is coming it's supposed to come out soon in october so we Ooh. are definitely watching that <laughs> yep i was excited when rip told me about that because i wasn't sure they were even going to make one yeah so yeah i I could say at this point we're at the halfway point so i could definitely say i'm a fan no me too yeah of his works of junji i like it cool all right well with all that being said any last words jumbi Excuse me, but when you mentioned the after image, you said Dragon Ball Z, and that was only featured in Dragon Ball. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> I know. All right? You nerd. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Nerds indeed. And that concludes another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard... Please check out any other content we may have provided and give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us because we love you and we love you with all our heart, young man. Bye. See you soon. We'll leave the door open. (laughs) Hee hee.